0: Welcome to And Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan.
1: I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And sure, he's
0: unleashing plagues and ripping out people's eyes and tongues. But did you see him in a loincloth? It's the mummy!
1: For better or for worse, out there is... In-
0: Amy Jo, how are you doing today? Jeff,
1: I'm doing great. Um, yeah, I'm doing great. How are you?
0: <laughs> I am equally doing great. Excellent. Excited to talk about this film that I loved so much when it came out in 99, uh, but I have not seen in so long. And I think it kind of holds up. I it's think really it's a, quite still a fun, fun, a fun little uh, little adventure film. It's a real... Hoot. It is a hoot and a half. Oh, wow. And, hoot and a half, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it ranks a hoot and a half on the hoot scale here, Here, <laughs> y'all. Um, <laughs> our episode today is a listener request from Cessia. So, Cessia, thank you for writing in to recommend this film and a happy graduation happy to Happy graduation. Cessia. And if you want to request a film to us to check out the casting, email us at and almost starring at gmail.com to request your film. Uh, and. Also, a special shout out today to one of our listeners, a happy birthday to Nicole. Happy birthday. We got people graduate. We got people celebrating their birth. This is a day of thanks and congratulations momentous. for all of in- us. It's a momentous day. I'll just say it. I'll just say it. <laughs> say it. Uh, it's momentous. Uh, so the mummy came out on, because we're of course talking about that, well not the OG mummy, that's old Boris Karloff, but we ain't talking about that Tom Cruise nonsense that nobody hey, no. liked or nobody saw. We're not talking about canon. that Brendan Fraser. It's not canon. <laughs> we're talking about that mummy cannon the canonical uh, the canonical little mummy uh, which of course came out on may seventh nineteen ninety nine and was written and directed by Steven summers Amy Joe, what's your experience with that mummy?
1: saw it in theaters. I definitely saw it on VhS afterwards, but not in, really not that long afterwards and not that many times. Like, I remember enjoying it, but then watching yeah. it, it was like watching it anew, <laughs> except for a couple of iconic moments of course. where I was like, oh, right, that part. How um,
0: could we forget that part? Yeah. There's the, uh, the big...
1: Just like his face melting off. And oh, there's the
0: melty face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the
1: sand through the keyhole. I was like, oh, gross, right? You know, there was a lot of that kind of thing. But yeah, it was... It was a.
0: Uh, I always remember uh, pointlessly firing bullets at a big sand, a face made of sand. Yeah. Just I'm like, well, that's, what's, what's that? What's that? Do Brendan Fraser. Wait! It's a waste! It's a waste of your bullets. Uh, no bullets. No bullets. Uh, (laughs) I also saw this in theaters. I mean, I was target demo, Uh, twelve years old. This was a movie made for me. You're like, good
1: me, popcorn and adventure. Oh yeah, yes.
0: Please give me popcorn, my junior mints, and a gigantic like Coca Cola, and I was good to go at (laughs) twelve. Uh, and then I yes, I don't. I thought that we also owned this, but I guess we clearly didn't because the memory I do have is that my dad one day came home from work uh, very excited that he had clearly bought from someone off the street a DVD, DVDs of The Mummy and Wild Wild West. Uh, And I think if memory serves, Wild Wild West played just fine. And The Mummy was such a terrible what a tra- such a terrible boot. It's such a terrible like uh however you film these things. Or, yeah. yeah, like it was just like gaps in the film and like blue splotches that sometimes would pop out and it's all dark. And I was like, this is
1: uh, not the mummy I know enough love. This is a discount mummy. This is who's a discount that expensive mummy. mummy. Yes, get the get this
0: wish mummy out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered the mummy and instead this is just like a series of what appears to be like dildos. Uh this isn't what I want. Oh dear, oh dear. This is not what I wanted at all. But spoilers ahead. If you have not seen the mummy or haven't seen it in a while, here's a brief ish synopsis. In Thebes, Egypt, twelve ninety B.C., High Priest Imhotep has an affair with Anakhsu namen the mistress of the Pharaoh. The two of them kill the Pharaoh after he discovers their relationship. That
1: was a wild scene. I, because at first you're like, I'm fully on board with these people. That Pharaoh seems like a jerk. Although you'd think he'd be more careful not to smudge her like protective makeup. Yes, she's makeup covered on her in arm.
0: body paint and not much else. And clearly so like that you will know if anyone touches her it's like at
1: at a reality show where they'll put tape across their doors in their hotels so if they leave their hotel room the production will know that they snuck out it's exactly like that
0: oh wow yeah 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 it is so i was not not good on himotep but i I guess if the plan was to murder him anyway then that's actually the good like he notices that and he gets distracted by that like wait who's touched you while imotep is behind Uh, him like hey hey and then you know ba-boom you're stabbed uh, yeah, yes, but I guess that was, or maybe that wasn't the plan. I mean, I can't I imagine know. the plan was cause then Imhotep flees and she kills herself. Cause she's like, you can bring me back to life. Maybe you're the that high priest.
1: was, maybe the plan was always, Hey, if we ever get caught, this is what we'll do.
0: This is the ancient Egypt version of Romeo and Juliet. Hundo. Where it's like one, instead of pretending to be dead, it's like they're actually dead and that you can bring them back to life. Uh, I get it. I, I could see it. But I yes. did once
1: do a reading of a play called Romeo and Juliet and Zombies. Um, sure. And that it was have all the events taking place basically after the play because they all got oh. raised from the dead and, okay you know. it was also
0: very similar to this film warm bodies with nicholas holt as a zombie oh. who like he, his heart starts like beating again because he falls in love then he starts becoming like less zombified as the movie goes on well, well, well. Uh, i've not seen it but it seems to be a charming film from what i hear that's not the film we're talking about today warm bodies we're talking no. about that mimmy. so yes imhotep leaves she, uh Anak-sunam stabs herself to, and uh, Imhotep and his priests steal her corpse and travel to Hamanoptra, the city of the dead. But the resurrection ritual is stopped by the Pharaoh's bodyguards, the Magi, and Imhotep is buried alive with flesh-eating scare beetles oh, and sealed away in her sarcophagus. That was a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I always remember at this film is all those little beetles uh, under the skin.
1: Oh my God. i really my God. had chosen to block that out and yeah. watching it again i was like Dacknabbit. now i have to remember this yeah Ugh.
0: yeah it's lessened a little by the fact of looking back at the 1999 cgi that we had of like it's the little blur visceral. effect that they do under like on the skin to make it look like there's a beetle under there uh yeah it's like but here's
1: the deal i was like kind of half looking through my fingers so mm -hmm. you know i was i wasn't actually like gazing at the artfulness of the cgi i was like ew ah e Imagine you were transported
0: by yes the mind's eye of like you're imagining it even worse than arguably what's actually there on screen that's
1: true i'm imagining a bug crawling around under my skin and eating my flesh and bones and i don't Mm -hmm. know
0: well, going right up to the brain, it seems it's like seems to be uh, their deal.
1: Off switch, boop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what
1: that bug does.
0: Uh We flash forward to 1926, where Jonathan Carnahan presents his sister Evelyn, a librarian and aspiring Egyptologist, with an intricate box and map that lead to hamanoptra But
1: not before she has completely destroyed Full an entire library
0: dominoes on the this bookshelf. That was
1: that had that was practical. Yes, they and they, they did had in to one. do it. They did it
0: in one because oh. it would it took a whole day to set up. So they would have had to like we. would behind a day we have to get this in the one it case.
1: was I, I mean at first i was like are you kidding me and then i was like wow this is really impressive oh, as, as a
0: book lover i assumed Par that five. this was the, the most horrific moment of the film possibly even surpassing the scare <laughs> beetles for you
1: it was it was really impressive. <laughs> i was like how oh, are they gonna get all these Not the books. back up and then they're gonna the order <laughs> Oh, the alphabetizing is going to be a much bigger mess than if she hadn't tried to do like clown circus work on that ladder. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yes, yes. Did they have the Dewey Decimal System back in 1926? How how quickly could they get these books back in place? Gosh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yes, they realize they have this map to the city of the dead. Jonathan reveals that he stole the box from an American adventurer, Rick O'Connell. They find Rick and in exchange for saving his life, he agrees to lead them to the city because he has been imprisoned and is set to be hanged as... Rachel Weisz as Evelyn is just negotiating as as he's hanging like they drop him down his neck doesn't break and it's like she's bartering for his life. Uh, She's just so good in all of this.
1: uh, My note about her is Rachel Weisz has never been bad in a movie. Yeah, I mean, I think
0: you're right. I uh-huh. think you're right.
1: Also, uh, Brendan Fraser, our hero, Rocco O'Connell, almost
0: died during the scene. What? For the close-up that <gasps> they just had it. They were like, it's just not reading as, like, tight enough. So they pulled it, like, according to him, like, then they, like, tighten it a bit. And then I started, like, everything started going dark, and then I woke up on the ground.
1: Oh,
0: no. And they were like, we're all having a laugh about it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, but I'm done working for the day because I stopped breathing. As Rachel Weiss remembered, quote, he stopped breathing and had to be resuscitated. So that's, (gasps) yeah.
1: Not worth it, (sighs) people. Not worth
0: it, yeah. No, no, no. Figure
1: it out. Use some more makeup.
0: Figure it out. There's got to be an easier way yeah come on
1: this guy isn't leo dicaprio he's like i don't you know he's not christian bale being like i need to go as ham as possible i was gonna
0: say i was like that one of DiCaprio's special skills that he can't he's like oh no you can trust me i've got no feeling in my neck i don't breathe (laughs) through my neck he
1: doesn't have a rather thick neck so he might be able to do it this is
0: true old thick neck dicaprio that's Uh, what they 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 called him around in uh uh back in the day uh en route they meet a band of American treasure hunters. Forgot entirely about oh this. this little cast of characters. These Root and Toot and Russell coming into the film. All
1: three of them, even Specs. He's a real uh, cowboy. You know, we're trying to find that
0: city of the dead. Oh, hey, Rick.
1: It was, uh, you know it. It was really a charming way to send up Americans. I really enjoyed it because they were preposterous. And it's
0: fun because you have like your, you know, your two leads who are clearly going to fall in love over the film. You've got your American adventurer and then like the British librarian, who have like, they are clearly, you know, especially when you first- when she first meets Brennan Fraser and he's got the long he looks like he just still came off the set of George of the Jungle. Yes he does. Uh, he's got the long hair and the stubble and he's he's very just like who's this animal whatever and then he comes back all clean shaven and is like who are you talking about? Clearly not this handsome guy. It's
1: me, suave AF Rick.
0: Right, but we don't have a lot of like oh this like this no. big brute of an American when you have all of these literal cowboys alongside Root and that and shot of right them through. all
1: on the barge just all like firing their guns and, and, and oh man like oh americans i mean, it's so funny though oh, i it's... got a lot of pleasure out of oh,
0: it oh it's great uh and they are led by <laughs> rick's cowardly acquaintance benny it might be cinema's best cow uh, one of the most cowardly characters in all of cinema mm-hmm. uh, every time we see him he's doing something he's leaving someone behind for dead uh <laughs>
1: yep pretty much
0: uh and who are they are also looking for Hamanoptra, despite being warned to leave by ardith Bey, leader of the magi the two expeditions continue their excavations once they get there to the city evelyn searches for the book of amun but instead finds imhotep's remains this juicy juicy mummy Blip. and the team of americans discover oh the book of the dead <laughs> and jars containing anak Tsunamin's preserved organs at night, Evelyn reads from the Book of the Dead aloud. It's like, Evelyn, did you not see Evil Dead 2? Don't you, you know? Did you not see don't? Cabin
1: in the Woods?
0: Didn't you, you didn't see these movies that came out so much later than when don't you're set? You don't know? you know not to read from a book of the dead? Uh and she accidentally awakens Imhotep, which all of this made me laugh. Cause Imhotep, you know, the the one Rootin' Tootin' Russell with the glasses loses glasses. And then Rachel Weiss finds him and he's now have has no eyes or tongue. And then she sees Imhotep, who's a big, scary, juicy looking mummy. And she's like, looks to this guy who has just had his eyes and tongue ripped out, who's trying to crawl away. And she goes, please help me. Don't leave me. He doesn't have eyes or a tongue. what do you think he's going to accomplish? And why do you think that he's going to go? Oh, yeah, let me help you. He's trying to get he away with what body parts he's got
1: without his glasses. And now he doesn't now he doesn't have eyes and is in a tremendous amount of pain.
0: Now this brings up an excellent point. If he can't see without his glasses, the mummy steals his eyes for himself.
1: How does the mummy see? <laughs> did how, wait, how does the mummy? Me. How does the mummy? No, you know what it is. As he gets more and more body parts, he starts to look more and more like the actor Arnold, Arnold Vosloo. Vosloo. Yes. Um. So maybe it's more like oh, I pop these eyes in, and <laughs> they're my eyes. They just become eyes. his eyes again.
0: I guess. I don't know. I think that that we should just have him still look exactly like Arnold Boswell, exactly like Emotep, but he's got to be rocking some glasses. Get him like a nice little pair of shades. I bet
1: that man looks quite fetching
0: in a pair I'm of glasses. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he'd make those glasses work.
1: He'd make whatever work.
0: <laughs> but yeah, he definitely can't. Or just have him be stumbling around. Just have the mummy be like bef- really bef- nearsighted oh. that he just can't see. A nearsighted
1: mummy? That's comedy. That,
0: well, maybe that's why he kind of, he looks at Rachel Wise and is kind of treating her as if she's she's an Aksunam for a bit maybe he just can't see he thinks it's her
1: wow wow and as he gets more powers restored his vision becomes more acute and he's like oh wait
0: you're not her but I'll make I'll you her I'll just you, throw baby. her yeah but I mean, yeah it was like what what is the plan then of they would the mummy go into her body I guess the mummy, or, or you think so. the mummy's body would just come back to life like Imhotep's body but yeah?
1: um but because she wasn't Put to death with this curse. Oh, that's her true. Her reanimation is not going to follow the same true. rules. So if
0: he put, if he brings Anaxudomet back when, to life, then her girlfriend is going to be this juicy looking mummy the whole time.
1: Because when he was going to do it the first time he had her fresh corpse right right. no organs in it so unclear how that was gonna all really work yeah i didn't
0: know well i guess he had the organs in the jars but he was gonna wait until she was brought back to life and then pop those organs back in there was like a
1: final step that didn't get completed you know that was gonna i don't know what i feel
0: like those pages of the of the recipe book got stuck together because i feel like there was some order that did not make sense real (laughs) fast
1: that magi narrator was like eh and uh, they didn't get to it so we, you don't need to know what happens um but yeah so not i important, think- not important not
0: important not ah, important and now centuries later hey, now, we're here. now we're back to the uh, interesting right. stuff uh and benny of course once again immediately turns traitor is like oh i was, I was gonna help this mummy now uh, oh
1: i really did enjoy where he was using all his different religious talismans and and speaking all the different
0: all the different languages, languages to try to appeal to the using mummy the different prayers uh yes, that was a bit of a like a oof moment when he then pulls like the Star of David and the mummy oh, yeah. is like oh the language of the slaves I was like yeesh.
1: Well, I mean sure. that was accurate sure. for the time, but yes, I suppose that's but true. But yes, that's true. Uh,
0: the expeditions return to Cairo with Imhotep and Benny in pursuit, and Imhotep returns to full strength by killing. I guess he, as part of it, he has to kill he has all to the kill people everyone that opened, who opened his that so. Or that opened up the case.
1: Yeah, so it's the it's the Root and Tootin guys and Discount Pete Postlethwaite. All yes, have
0: to... he is Discount Jonathan Hyde is Discount. Van no Pelt. disrespect
1: to Jonathan Hyde, he's great, but like no, he's course. Discount Pete Postlethwaite, uh, Yeah, if you ask absolutely. me,
0: absolutely. I, I think I used to think that it was Pete Postlethwaite in Jumanji as Van Pelt because mm. I was like, wait, these aren't the same. These aren't the same guy. No, I... the same guy. Uh, and yes, yeah, so he's got to go around and find all them and kill all the Root and Tootin Russells and brings back the ten plagues to Egypt. Rick, Evelyn, and Jonathan meet Ardeth at a museum, and Ardeth believes that Imhotep wants to resurrect Anaxunamen by sacrificing Evelyn. Evelyn believes that if the Book of the Dead brought Imhotep back to life, the Book of Amun Ra can kill him again, and deduces the book's whereabouts in Haminoptra. Take that to Benbridge scholars. That was such throughout.
1: a great this line. Like the daffy delivery,
0: pluckiness, all throughout. So funny. They're like
1: there are like people coming in trying to to kill them, and she's just so excited to have, like, yeah. take that, Benbridge
0: scholars! Well, nothing's gonna get my spirit down. i uh,
1: figured it out, <laughs> I have! It was so charming.
0: Oh, so good. Uh, Imhotep corners the group with an army of minions because they got the plague of like boils and sores which i mean to me if you give me a bunch of boils and sores i'm less likely to be following you but that i
1: think it also them... was the plague of mind control oh the plague
0: of mind control i forgot that lesser known plague yeah, that yeah, was yeah. farther down the list after the frogs and the locusts yeah it was
1: like 10.5
0: was so speaking of jonathan hyde that shot of him where I forget whatever he says but they cut to a close up where he's got all the locusts just on his face like the real locusts and like what uh, it and thankfully it's only that one brief shot cuz I'm like ooh I don't want to film that there just were, let it be CGI let it be the CGI There were quite a few things in
1: this where I was either like that's a very unpleasant shooting day or the, what was I think it was the moment where Imhotep is like doing the sand face, but it's just the actor standing oh, there doing so it. Oh, so funny. So funny. It, and I was yes. just imagining He this makes the big sandstorm,
0: and then they cut to him like acting out the sandstorm. And that is some great, great actor exercise moments. Like,
1: I just started laughing, and I, I turned to you and I was like, but, and you go, him on set doing yeah. this. I was like, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> uh, also, throughout, throughout this, we learn that like the mummy doesn't like cats. He like spots a cat, like, well, i this think it's cat. introduced
1: quite late in the film i
0: know but the cat like jangles on a piano and the mummy's like oh and runs away and then there's only one other part which is hilarious where rick o'connell comes in and he's like hey and holds up a cat and the mummy's like and gotta go scurries away why is that the only time we're using a cat and also if it's like we know that the mummy will go back to full power. If he kills these root and toot and Russell's they're left alone. And like, I'm going to get I some know, whiskey. Get really me some whiskey too. Stupid they, plan. On why are they not like, okay, let's get them as far away as possible. And also give them with give cats. them each, at least give them their own cat, have yeah. them have their own cat, little cat in a backpack for them to be toting around is like it problem solves. But yeah, they need to at least have one cat on each person. If not like be like, okay, guns, Rick, Rick O'Connell, my guy, look, I know you look so good shooting two guns. You ever, you ever fire two guns in the (laughs) air at once? Um, but you know, the guns aren't doing anything. You gotta be shooting a cat, get a cat gun, start launching cats at these guys. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's what, that's how you're going to go. That's how you're going to save the day here.
1: Because then he wouldn't have gotten back to full strength. And they could have figured it out sooner. Yeah, but and then didn't. and then they
0: do set that up where it's like, oh, but then once he's back to full strength, Cats even even a cat do won't do anything. Even,
1: <laughs> even a, a cat, a, a kitty kitty
0: um, feline. I, I think because otherwise, I think instead of this uh, like old of uh, the
1: Air Corps guy, yeah, the
0: Air Corps guy. Instead, maybe get E. McKellen as Gus the theater cat from Cats. Like he's tagging along, and you have him like my last, my greatest role, my oh, l- one final triumph, and you've got like. E. mckellen uh as a cat man e. trying to fight this like
1: shooting lord of the rings living his life at this, this time he's true. not thinking he's one day years in the future, of his life in 99
0: shooting lord i'm of the rings. gonna
1: play a damn cat and he a might movie. have hoped he
0: might have hoped that he would
1: well sure sure one can dream <laughs>
0: one can dream uh evelyn agrees to accompany imhotep if he spares the rest of the group and imhotep evelyn and benny return to hamunaptra pursued by rick jonathan and ardeth who are able to locate the Book of Ra. Imhotep prepares to sacrifice Evelyn, but she's rescued after a battle with Imhotep's mummified priests, which is great because they're all CGI. And like, this is like one of the earlier films where you had so many CGI creations like this. So like Brennan Fraser had to learn like all the blocking. With nothing. He's just doing all that by himself, which I want to just see the, I want to see it without any special effects. I just want to see Brendan Fraser like, ha!
1: Because he is selling it. He
0: is absolutely selling it. And it looks so good because he's selling it when there is nothing there. It's not like there are stunt performers there that they see shied over because one of the fun things about it is like that you can see through. Right. So like the mummy earlier and that you could see through these guys and it's just because he's doing it by himself, which is Fantastic, A plus work. Mm-hmm. He fights the mummified priests. Evelyn reads from the Book of amun Ra, making Imhotep mortal, and he is fatally wounded by Rick. Imhotep staggers backwards into the River of Death, but not before vowing revenge in the sequel. <laughs> well,
1: Does he vow revenge?
0: Well, he says death is only the beginning. Oh, so that okay. feels like a real sequel setup to me. That's a promise. That's a real promise. And I mean, the day this like the day this movie opened, when they were getting in the receipts, they called up Steven Salmers and they just said, "We need another one." <laughs>
1: uh hey hey steven uh yeah i got i got a question can you get your your typewriter handy and start click clacking away click-clacking
0: away, which you know that other one even though he's in it for like 30 seconds is that the rock's big film debut oh, old Wayne really? johnson and mummy returns he's the scorpion king where oh, he's of in the mummy returns for like five minutes he's like, literally like one shot in the beginning and then at the end he comes back as a cgi scorpion monster who is some of the funniest worst cgi you've ever seen and then like They already knew. they were like, and then we're going to make a prequel thousands of years ago called The Scorpion King uh, and have you like, that's like your big, like leading man Mm -hmm. film. Uh, But yeah, we may, we we might not have Dwayne Johnson in every third film that comes out today if it wasn't for this film, the mummy, and if it didn't do so well and that they needed another one Uh, while looting treasure, Benny goes full of boo. And going gold crazy, gold crazy, as he's trying. It truly
1: is like as though they filmed an homage to Aladdin in this. It really feels like it. He's got the fez.
0: He's got the fez. fez.
1: He's running around. He's causing trouble. He's probably the
0: size of a monkey. He's roughly the size of a capuchin monkey, Uh, (laughs) and he accidentally sets off a booby trap, and then is stuck there. And he gets his just desserts, and is killed by a big swarm. Or or as Evelyn predicts,
1: his comeuppance. His
0: comeuppance. That's very true. Uh, everyone else manages to get out as Hominoptera collapses into the sand. And Ardiff, who we thought was dead, but he was there waiting by the camels no, the whole he time. he and
1: his luxurious mane of hair made some it amazing out amazing hair. Unscathed. Amazing
0: hair. Truly stunning. Yes, he bids Rick, Evelyn, and Jonathan goodbye. And the trio rides off into the sunset on a pair of camels laden with Benny's treasure. So they got some of the gold in the end. They got it all they got some gold we got rick and evelyn smooch smooch smoochin', and uh you know and jonathan's got the gold so he's happy yeah yeah the casting directors of the mummy were roz and john hubbard roz hubbard has also cast such films as evita and lara croft tomb raider and john hubbard has cast films including the lord of the rings and the hobbit trilogies So a little backstory on how this film came. Give to the me point.
1: the backstory, Jeff. So
0: in 1992, producers James Jackson, Sean Daniel decided to update the original 1932 mummy film for the 90s. So like, well, this is a property that hasn't, you know, no one's making a mummy movie. And like, this is like something, you know, there's always vampire films. There's always wearable films, but not a lot of mummy films. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is hot for a reboot. And Universal Studios gave them the go-ahead, but only if they kept the budget around $10 million, And they wanted a low-budget horror franchise. So originally, they recruited Clive Barker, to direct of Hellraiser and so, so much. And his vision was a very like violent film with the story revolving around the head of a contemporary art museum who turns out to be a cultist trying to reanimate mummies. But after several meetings, Barker and universal lost interest. And then Joe Dante, was the next choice where he wanted it to be more of the mummy as kind of the main character. He wanted this like brooding mummy that would be set in contemporary times and focused on like a, re- a reincarnation with elements of a love story, uh, which had the flesh eating scarabs and had like certain elements that then would get carried over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the budget got too high and the studio said no. So they rejected Joe Dante. Then George A. Romero was sought, sought, like all horror directors, Mick Garris, who's directed The Fly 2 and Hocus Pocus, and then Wes Craven. And then all these these versions of the film, just none of them worked out. Uh, and then Stephen Summers, like, knew that this film was getting made and kind of put his hat into the ring. He like Deep Rising was one of the big films that he would made at this point, which is the this very silly like sea monster cruise ship uh-huh. movie um that had came come out a few years earlier uh but he just pitched it like wanting to kind of do like a throwback to the adventure films like of the day of Which back back then Great, yeah it works so well for i mean this. that's also
1: an era everyone knows was like famous for egyptological study you know and excavation and then you got a period piece out of it but it's still a lot more updated
0: absolutely right and it's just where you're kind of getting like a schlockier indiana jones type film you you got your adventure you got your like horror-ish elements but we're not here for a horror film we're here for a fun the guy with his
1: tongue out you don't see what you would be i've seen productions of titus andronicus with like a lot more graphic uh violence than, oh i'm than sure this.
0: uh but let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast some of these people may have auditioned some may have just been discussed by casting this is all subjective and as always i've looked up all the actors in advance and amy joe is hearing it along with you listener for the very first time so let's kick it off with Rick O'Connell, our dashing American hero, played by Brendan Fraser. Amy Jo, your thoughts on Brendan Fraser, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone
1: else? He is so well cast and used in this movie, I think. Like, they really all, like, shaped a lot of the quips, and all. The, any meta references are, like, all delivered by him. Like, n- not that it gets too meta, but there are times when he's, like, commenting on the action a bit that, like i just think are they're all delivered so well by him
0: it's very it's very like classic like from the 80s uh, yes. 80s 90s of action hero one-liners mm-hmm. that he just like nails every time
1: every time um i really think if he had been born like 20 years later he's like perfect for all those marvel heroes you oh, know yeah like he's just got that same kind of like Dashing good looks, action hero, but like a comedic energy and like a twinkle in his eye, but like he can still play everything super straight and super seriously. Yes, you
0: could see. And he's also like, because I mean, George the Jungle was just like, I think a year or two before this, Mm -hmm. when he's also in... Incredible, incredible shape, shape. and well, you're like yeah there's there's your captain america yes. or you know your steve trevor and wonder woman is just like exactly. he's just a big dashing guy and he's from everything i've heard is a really good guy nice a really good person. really yeah. nice person who seems really good to work with uh so yeah i mean he had like you can Look Easily up Google, like, yeah. Easily Google Brandon Fraser of like of he had kind of a downturn that was through no fault of his own. Um and thankfully, like he's just in a lot more now. He's not he's on the affair for a little bit. He's in, he does a voice uh for this show Doom Patrol, which is like a DC show. Mm. Uh, but that he's kind of he's got like stuff going on now. And he was in uh the trust the about the J. Paul Getty about like that kidnapping that he was they had like the movie All the Money in the World mm-hmm. with Christopher Plummer and like Mark right. Wahlberg and I think he's the Mark Wahlberg role in the show I, I think uh but yeah but he's in more stuff now which I'm really happy to see because I think he's
1: he's, re- he's really he's good a real talent he's really good
0: in all these things of these adventurer roles he's really good in gods and monsters with Ian oh, McKellen yes. like he can oh. also act you know he's he's a real actor so yeah. uh, I think he's so so good in this yeah
1: he's excellent I I mean the thing about the casting for the the two leads basically as I've sort of implied with Rachel Vice, is like it's just really well done they play really well together they're very charming um and yeah i really really dig him i have (laughs) i have written a chris um (laughs) which come on you alluded to well i put chris pine first
0: yeah Um, i mean that's that's kind of the the one i see the most in wonder woman that is so very
1: this very on brand with yeah. This, yeah and then funny that you mentioned wild wild west because my other more contemporary choices like will smith oh. very different very but different. still great at yeah. the quips like obviously mm-hmm. the man can do an action film um and i think he would also be very charming but it's kind of hard to beat brendan Fraser. also it's yeah. like he's so inextricably linked to this movie in my mind yeah you know because of when it came out like he i also seen george of the jungle in theaters and all that like it's it's just like so part of my like late adolescence right that it's like well it's brendan fraser and the mummy
0: so yeah yeah no it's very very true i was like if not him if this would have really blown up his career in a different way if nathan fillion had gotten this Ooh. this is a very similar energy because there's only like two years before firefly i think which is a very similar yeah very similar like, energy yeah like cowboy-ish role in mm. that of that like yeah that quippy one-liner energy he's like a big hunky man uh and great I-
1: hair Great hair, great hair acting by Brendan Fraser. Great yeah. hair acting by Nathan Fillion. It's
0: very, very true. Um, he's a little younger. He also was like was not in films in this way at this point. But if he was, I could see a John Ham. It's very different. I mean, he's not oh, known yeah. for like the one linery types. But I like. I'm wondering like what would that he have looked like it. if he'd yeah. gotten the chance to get a kind of role like this when he was younger. Like a, I, I mean, know. he
1: we know he does young swaggering
0: buck. So he can do that young swaggering buck. That old Don Draper. Uh, I mean, yeah, made more today of Chris Pine, of course. Oscar Oscar Isaac, thinking of him as like Poe Dameron in oh, those yeah. Star Wars films, that that's what he does. He does that like swagger, he does that one-liner. Totally. Uh any someone else, great hair. It's very important. To great hair.
1: I think it's critical to the success of this <laughs> storytelling.
0: Uh I because I had just finally finished, uh, because it took me so long to actually finish the thing of, of the show The Great with L. Fanning and Nicholas mm-hmm. Holt, uh, there's one actor on it, uh, Sebastian D'Souza, who plays a Leo, who plays like the the guy is that's that the, like
1: courtesan they bring in for her yes
0: the guy that like Nichols holt brings in like here you can sleep with this guy so he'll make you happy and he's like so charming so and charming. so funny and a great looking guy and also great hair because you gotta have great hair to we've be established that it's a,
1: it's a rule now
0: right and i he's a guy that i'm like want to see blow up like yeah. there's that guy whose name escapes me because i didn't watch bridgerton but the guy from bridgerton is like the sexy who who yeah. is one of the sexiest people i've ever seen and he's like hosting snl and he's like rumored to play bond and good for him but this guy i feel like nobody knows who this is yet and like this guy also Mm -hmm. put him in more things yeah um so producer james jacks and director steven summers were impressed with the money that george of the jungle was making at the box office and based off that cast brennan fraser
1: hey you know he really moves the needle he, he's moving the needle that <laughs> uh, brennan fraser. we gotta get him move the needle over to our movie
0: summers also commented that he felt fraser fit the errol flynn swashbuckling character he had envisioned mm. perfectly and the actor understood that his character doesn't take himself too seriously otherwise the audience can't go on that journey with him which yeah i mean it's such a fun like, it is like with the two of them whether you have Rachel Weiss just being like so daffy and like ducky yeah. throughout, where it's just like not really like you understand the stakes.
1: When uh, when okay. <laughs> when that scene in the library where she knocked all the bookcases down happened, I was like, this seems like a bit much. But then at the end, when she's unleashed the ten plagues of Egypt and all this other stuff, I was like, Get this woman away from books. That was an appropriate (laughs) um, establishing thing because we really were just going to heighten from there, weren't we?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, And I mean, I think, I don't know if it was in the script, but one of the most iconic moments in the film for me is this like mummy creature roaring at the two of them. And Brennan Fraser just roars back is Mm -hmm. one of the funniest things I've seen. It's like what a chef's kiss of a move to just scream back at the thing that's screaming at you. It's like, yeah. So it's like what you would do it's as if he's been like oh yeah i've encountered a bear before i'm just going to make myself really big and just shout at this thing until it goes away uh now as for the actors who were actually considered for rick tom cruise turned it down
1: oh that's really
0: funny isn't it and he's clearly like i gotta i'm gonna make that mummy I money that mummy one money. way or the other the mummy money Mummy, money, mummy yeah money, 1999 money. he had magnolia which got him one of his oscar nominations yes. and eyes wide shut which took forever to film but you know you got to work with kubrick yeah. so you got to work with Kubrick. And, and your then wife. You he know? made Magnolia with Paul Thomas Anderson. And that's I mean, better okay. Better choice. He didn't need to be in this. He's
1: got uh, his own franchise. He's got his
0: own franchise. Whatever it's called. Mission Improbable. Mm. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then he made The Mummy, which I, I still haven't seen. But I've uh, from everything I've heard, it's just will. such a waste of time. Although I do recommend seeing if it, you can still find it the one trailer that they accidentally dropped where the audio like they somehow they dropped audio files so it's like no sound except for like the the most random like ah ugh, of them jostling around this crashing i had plane. heard about
1: this but i didn't realize that was what it was oh a it's so for.
0: funny if you can still find a listener it is <laughs> hilarious if you've not seen it already uh yeah and i mean i could see it tom cruise it's a, once sure. again he could do that kind of
1: thing The man but- can act with his hair He's got which as we've established most important.
0: Most important for this role is great hair acting. Uh Brad Pitt turned it down. No, which
1: I I can I see that see
0: as well. I can sure. see especially
1: well. 1999 Brad Pitt. I mean, yeah. yeah,
0: this was the year of Fight Club instead, which much better much more interesting him. use for Brad Pitt. Which for I sure. always like Brad Pitt when he is more of a supporting weirder character. You're able to yeah. use that energy in a more interesting way to me than like than as just like, like the I look square nice. jawed hero. Yeah, no, I don't want that. That's not interesting. Uh, Matt Damon turned it down.
1: Uh huh early
0: earlier in his career this is 99 so he had dogma and talented mr ripley so yeah
1: no he was uh, also like you know i think coming off something like off goodwill hunting as like your first huge thing and it being such a prestige film yeah I think it was probably smart of him to kind of wait a bit before he got into more action films and yeah, just kind of like formally identity established. is
0: kind of, that's like the big one,
1: but it's also like a complicated character. It's not a comedy, yeah. you right. know? And I think yeah. it's a really good use of quippy. him. He's not a
0: quippy actor. I don't think so. Yeah. It's
1: not that he doesn't use humor, but he's not, you know, it's not Chris Pine, you know?
0: Exactly. Definitely. Ben Affleck turned it down. So many people turn this down. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, I don't I don't want to. Ben Affleck, he can be good in things. In 99, he was also in Dogma and Forces of Nature with old Sandy Bullock. So. skipped it yes did i but uh i don't know i'm sure someone out there is like no forces of nature is the good rom-com that ben affleck did <laughs> um but i don't i don't want it i don't i don't want it and i never will see it <laughs> unless we do it on this podcast i should
1: re-watch dogma though i mean and yeah I-, I was curious i don't i
0: wonder i wonder have you seen if it, it holds up? Yes, but oh, it's yeah. been so long. I watched
1: it a lot when I was younger because Alan, Alan Rickman, Rickman. <laughs> was in it. Obviously, that was my right. I
0: mean, yeah, you got Alan Rickman, you got Selma Hayek, you got actors in it that I like, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know going That's back to ninety to Kevin Smith comedy. I don't. It's rough. Know. It could I
1: be rough, know. but you know what? It might. It might be fine. I, I will we'll never know. I would
0: for the Alan Rickman alone. I would be down to go for back sure. and check it out dogma listener right in does dogma still hold up no idea if there's other casting options for it but maybe it could be an episode who knows uh stephen dunham auditioned for the role of Rick, and though he was rejected, Stephen Summers liked his acting so much that he made up the character Mr. Henderson, just for him, who's kind of the main root Toot and Russell oh, really? of the American guys. Is he guys. like
1: the blonde one?
0: Yeah, he's like the, oh. the the very attractive one with longer hair. The one where he, like, he looks I didn't like, get the lead, Right so he here looks I like, am. Which I feel like that's also why they're like, okay, well, we can't just have him be a similar looking American guy. We have to make him, oh, you know what? Just make him Southern. Just make him real root and tune oh my gosh. Uh, to differentiate. But
1: it does. He's great. It
0: really does. I do think, I think he's great. He, does, yeah. he doesn't, he never, you know, he's in stuff, but he never really like, hit. he never really hit and he never really had like his shot at like a big thing. But I think he's very charming in this. Yeah. Um, I think he's very fun. And I'm glad that that's really cool to be like, well, you, you're you not going to get the part. But well, I like you so much, I'm going to write a you. new role f- just for you. And
1: then the person who gets the part is someone who just headlined another movie, so you can kind of understand why we went with them as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was also up for George, the jungle didn't get it. So he wrote a role for uh, a different guy, uh, uh, Clyde, Clyde of the jungle, a different guy also Clyde raised in the jungle, the jungle, but he's also he's raised in the jungle's of Texas,
1: <laughs> of which there are legions. <laughs>
0: right well it was uh, at a rainforest cafe that he had grown up in <laughs> okay, uh, grown up yes in, in texas. all
1: right there are legion Reinfor- <laughs> rainforest cafes in texas <laughs> he used to go to one a lot
0: uh chris o'donnell was considered now did he just try to get his hat in the ring because his name is close to rick o'connell chris o'donnell rick o'connell did he think that that would give him a leg up in, I think in he thought for the film m-
1: maybe i will make a lot of money if i do this movie
0: Ooh, that's probably <laughs> he's coming on he's coming off of batman and robin so i feel like that it's also like oh yeah i don't know if people actually want to see you in films anymore chris o'donnell in 99 he had the bachelor with renee zellweger that
1: oh wow bombed
0: but he also was in uh cookies fortune the robert altman film so i haven't seen it It wasn't a big altman film but you got to work with robert altman so that's an experience that i think would is yeah. valuable uh Bruce Campbell was considered oh which,
1: that's fun talk about someone that's else like never fun. got he just was never I can can't believe I didn't think of him for this that's like like
0: it's the tv movie version of this you're like that's who yes. you cast 100 percent this is just a certain, like, I don't know, with Bruce Campbell, I love Bruce Campbell, but I don't know if I've ever bought him as sincere. Never. It's a hard line. I think
1: you're right. I think it's that he's too, that's why he does satire better than anybody else is because you just feel so like bad. he's always standing back going like, this is so stupid, you know? But he Not the knows movie necessarily, the, but the, the right, character's right. POV. Right. That's so interesting. I totally get why they would see him for it and why ultimately be like, we need someone though who. Is gonna fight a uh, invisible mummy that we'll put in later, and Bruce
0: Campbell will fight your invisible mummy. Oh, Bruce I know Campbell. I mean, just go to the scene in Evil Dead Two where he beats himself up.
1: That's with true. With his own possessed <laughs> what hand. What am I talking about? <laughs> That's so true. uh
0: Kurt Russell was considered, which I can see. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, another great hair acting, uh, and Leonardo DiCaprio was rumored to have been offered the role of Rick. And it is believed that DiCaprio was said to have loved the script and wanted to be in the film, but had already signed to star in the beach. And he asked, apocryphal, but he asked if the beach could be delayed so he could film the mummy, but the producers refused. And filming of the beach was delayed anyway.
1: Oh, uh, so if they I had... do remember there being all that drama with the beach, yeah. but, like, that's got a really great, <laughs> you're like, I could have done both i know you could have done both but like yeah dicaprio like never did things like that you know but that he was kind young like... enough at this point that like it seems like he could ha- you know there's stuff that like we do sure when could've. we're younger that it's like true before it's like no i can't do that now because either it's too tiring or like that's not the kind of movie i'm interested in making anymore but when you're younger and you're like i want to do all sorts of stuff and i want to explore different aspects of what i can do
0: no definitely but it's still like as i said before it's like dicaprio someone that like once he hit i mean clearly titanic but i feel like even the year or so before he just never worked with a not name director again like even like oh yeah i'll work with danny boyle the wonder you know coming off of train spotting and like all Mm -hmm. these flashy things danny boyle is a name director even back then for the beach that i could see opposed to oh deep risings steven summers uh, although, you know, I it's it could also be, especially at that point to be like, yeah, well, I mean, at that, you know, of course he's in Titanic that grossed the highest grossing movie of all time. Uh-huh. Um, but was he the star or was the boat, the star? Good quest. Although arguably is, he, would he be the star in this? He's not the title character. That goes to the mummy. The mummy. Oh <laughs> I was wondering
1: Okay, listener. how long we would
0: make it into the episode. No, you have, to, you have to sing the whole thing first.
1: Okay. Here we go. The mummy, the mummy Whoa. I love the mummy. I don't love my mom or my dad. Just, just the mummy. I won't go to church and I won't go to school. That stuff is for sissies, but mommies are cool. Oh my god! So for context, if you didn't watch VeggieTales as a wee child, you will be like, "What are you singing?" And if you did watch VeggieTales, <laughs> probably you'll be like, also
0: saying, "What are you singing?" I
1: don't know. It was a bop. Um, it was a banger. It was a it was a well known uh, yeah banger, but it was not a mummy. No, it was a bunny. It was a bunny. It was a bunny. It was a giant. Um, For those of you familiar with the Shadrach, Meshach, (laughs) and Abednego story from the Old Testament, there's like a. Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he's got like a giant statue that he's like, y'all worship this. They're like, nah, man. And he's like, into the oh, am sorry, was this
0: to Nebuchadnezzar? Yes.
1: Y'all worship this. Y'all better worship this statue now. And they're like, nah, <laughs> nah, nah man. I, I don't want to do that. And he's like, well, into the furnace with you then. And then they don't burn up. There's an angel. He's like, oh man, I was wrong. <laughs> so, but then they made it for Tales, and mm-hmm. their vegetables who are playing Rack, Shack and Benny because mm-hmm. it was the 90s. Sure. It was a full musical episode, but that was the villain song called the bunny song.
0: Yes. Cause in this, it was not, it was a, oh, go, right. it was a chocolate bunny. It's a bunny, chocolate yes, factory. You, so
1: he makes mm-hmm. a giant chocolate bunny and right. he's like, everyone needs to like basically worship this giant chocolate bunny. And they're like, but no. And he's like,
0: He's like, but what if yes?
1: But what if you did? And there's um these three backup singers who are stalks of asparagus. Naturally. And they're like, I don't want a tissue when my nose is runny. I just want a plate and a fork and a bunny. And they have a whole thing. And anyway, you can find it on YouTube. All the comments are like, <laughs> because apparently, and I didn't know this, parents got mad because kids were singing like, I won't go to church and I yeah. won't go to school. I, I don't love I my, don't mom, leave my and mom. I
0: don't love my mom. Don't love my dad. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the problem so, with making your villain songs exactly. too catchy. And apparently they were like, oh, we didn't know people would sing the villain songs. And so all the comments on YouTube were like, oh, we don't think the kids will sing the villain song, writes an actual bop. You know, it's <laughs> 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 really great. And everyone is like, oh, this lives in my head rent free. And uh, oh, anyway, I have not been able to stop singing it for. Conservatively, two and a half days. Right.
0: Replacing bunny with mummy and it, yeah, the mummy, the, the mummy. mummy. Oh, I, I love, love the mummy. mummy. It slaps.
1: I don't love, love my mom, mom or with my dad, dad, just the,
0: the mummy. mummy. So you're welcome, listener, because now- like I wanted up. to gift this to you so this could be stuck in your head the way and it has been stuck in mine now since Amy Joe started singing it. I this. have
1: been singing it so much that Jeff, who had never so heard much. it, has been singing it around the house as well. Much to my own chagrin. Sad. <sighs> right. are Alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Anyway. <laughs> That sound means it's time to play a quick round of two truths and some guy. The way it works, two of the following actors were up for the role of Rick, one was And Amy Joyce to guess which is which. Your options are nicholas Cage, oh, Matthew McConaughey, Interesting. and Sylvester Stallone. You
1: really did a number on me this week. Okay. Sylvester so Stallone. That's just so wild. I feel like it has to be true. I'm going to go with it was not Nicolas Cage.
0: Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. Yes! It was not Nicolas Cage. As far as I could tell, Nicolas Cage not considered for Rick O'Connell. Instead, he did National
1: Treasure. Didn't that National Treasure?
0: Exactly. But Matthew McConaughey was considered. Of course he
1: was. Instead- he is, he is Root Toot Tootin' Russell in real life. Let him play one of those guys.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was a little too too big, even though he wasn't like
1: sure sure sure
0: he wasn't DiCaprio or Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt big but like he he was in Ed TV in 99 so he's he's leading films okay at this he's point. he's
1: not gonna play third banana
0: He probably like whatever fifth or sixth build uh yeah, yeah sure. no. um but I could see it I don't want it but I could see it yeah for sure and Sylvester Stallone was offered the
1: role that is turned it down that I don't why would you?
0: I don't know. I have no idea if it. It maybe if it was even like if it was the film like a few years earlier or yeah. like what not. I, I even I it's can't it was twenty three. One of the. It's I,
1: me. <laughs> I'm ready to go dig up some treasure. <laughs> It's a flawless Stallone. I know. It was shocking. Um, we watched yeah, Cliffhanger so not too long you ago. W- you
0: want me to just be swinging this sword around and you're going to animate some uh, okay. dance, some uh, cartoon mummies around me? All right, man. I don't know.
1: We watched Cliffhanger not too long ago. Sure and did. just like my suspension of disbelief to believe that this is a guy who lives in the Rockies. Mm-hmm. And like I-, I had a hard time with that.
0: So you'd have a hard time about him fighting with like the French like Legion army? French i years. have a
1: lot of su- th- that's that's asking for a suspension bridge it's a bridge too far yeah. for me to believe that guy in this <laughs> setting uh
0: yeah i don't see it i do not see it i think it all worked out as it was meant to be with Brendan fraser who i love these for whatever reason that this is now this movie is now back in the public consciousness that these shirts these shirts of, That's right. Of uh, it was like not the he's not the mummy. The more mummy, like, more the, like daddy. the daddy with a picture of Brendan Fraser. Uh, wh- why? He's George. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this of movie. course he is. But it's so silly to me. The mummy more like the daddy. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to Evelyn, Amy, Joe. What do you think of that Rachel Weisz? You think she's got a career ahead of her? And who would you cast if you had to cast someone
1: else? I love her so much you know I, I i actually wonder if i would just read the script to this mm-hmm. how i would feel about this character versus seeing her portray it i mean mm. like they, i feel like they've they've written her with enough like they've given her agency and yeah. enough to do like i feel like it's I think actually it's a really a, for, really well for constructed a
0: summer blockbuster type film like this i think it's a really well defined like duo of these two main characters for and sure. that that her yeah i think it's a very just well-drawn characters like, yeah. of, of what she's got to do and like that uh, as just of like the shadings to the character of like, yes, that she is so fun to watch throughout yes. all of this. She's then, not just like helpless, damless, damsel no. in distress, even though she becomes a damsel in distress later on. But then but it's like, still like, we need your help. We need you day. to save the day. Exactly, exactly. Books save
1: the day. Books save the day. Um, but she, she's so charming. I mean, really, she's so good in everything. Like, and it makes me so happy that she's like, like had a an illustrious career and just keeps the hits keep coming you know yeah um we didn't have halloween this year so i didn't do my planned um costume of just wearing lace across my face and oh, pretending i was from the favorite r- yeah. the favorite. um she's so good i just adore her and it's i i think it's really hard to think of uh casting someone else in this but again like they did like they did sculpt it to Brendan Fraser. I'm sure some of this was sculpted on her skills. Well, they certainly as well. sculpted
0: the heck out of those eyebrows on
1: her. Oh my gosh. Wow. Was it the 90s or was it the 90s? <laughs> I'll tell you what it was. It was in the 90s. Those are pencil thin. Oh, eyebrows. yes. Well, I'm so glad that I was afraid to pluck my eyebrows because now I have a nice, luscious, thick brow because I didn't overpluck in my youth like mm-hmm. so many did. <laughs> um, and then they don't grow back when you do that too much. But um, I have a nice more Elizabeth Taylor style full brow effect, but that was just because I was afraid of pain. Um, let me see. I, someone else who I think would still capture this sort of like prim excited librarian. Catherine Hepburn, that's who I've got.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rachel I was just doing this Catherine Hepburn cosplay uh, all through this film. I was like, what if this if this film was made in the 50s? Uh I want Catherine Hepburn.
1: Oh my gosh, Bringing up baby <laughs> style. Um, oh my gosh, can you imagine? Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant I, in these I roles. I 100% can. I love it. Um okay well oh i would also like to mention she's only two years younger than brendan Fraser, so oh. our leads are actually age appropriate a, age appropriate for yeah. one another what a treat yeah. so uh, someone who i think would do who's a contemporary who could have done it in the 90s who's like similar like energetically i think sandra O oh would be very funny oh yeah very charming yes. would sell the excitable librarian yeah with the love story um if this was made today it'd be It'd be different energetically, but I'm really interested in a Tessa Thompson Mm. version of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I also think, because this actor is the same age, and this is not how we cast our romantic leads in movies, but I think it should change. But I'm like, what about like a late 90s Melissa McCarthy, who's the same age as Rachel Vice, Very funny, Wild. very charming. But can the you imagine her as like a sweet little librarian?
0: Oh, I 100% can. I think that will be, I, yes. She'd I can be so absolutely funny. see that. I can yeah. absolutely see her getting distracted by like showing up the college and yes. just like all the other professors and these things are like, this is not the time. We need to go. Yeah, And
1: she's like, oh uh, no. Yeah. Um, I just yeah, Gilmore unleashed Gilmore the Girls 10 era, era. Or even
0: before Gilmore Girls. But uh, yeah, yeah, well, I would yeah. love that.
1: I th- and I think she'd be really charming, and and I think, I don't know, we should be casting actors of size in romantic roles anyway, and, and uh, uh, I think that that would uh, that would be very charming. I'm very into that.
0: So those are my thoughts. I love them. These are great thoughts. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, I could also see if you're not getting Rachel Weisz, if she was down to do this, I could see a Kate Winslet. I think would also.
1: <laughs> you know what occurred to me? If she was down to do, I it, it was like Judy Dench. If, Judy, hey, if Dench. Judy Dench is
0: down. Whatever Judi Dench is you down to yes. do, you you're like yes. Judy Dench comes into a you, you, you've got like whatever this like if, if if there was like some small professor role in the film that they'd asked Judy Dench to read for and she came in like oh I like I lo- love it love the script um so I, I how 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 what am I gonna be wearing when I play the mummy and like oh no we didn't mean for you to play the mummy and she's just like but. What am I wearing as the mummy? She's like, the mummy, ah. but it's
1: it's like Queen Elizabeth. It, yes. It's like, oh, mummy! Yeah, who knew they
0: mummified Queen
1: Elizabeth <laughs> oh, years ago? <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I could see Kate Winslet. Uh, For sure. It's made, she's super charming. Yeah. Made a bit later. I could see a Naomi Harris, I'd be really interested mm-hmm. in. Uh, just thinking of her as uh, Money Penny in those Bond films. Uh, I think giving up somewhat similar performance in Disney's Tarzan is Minnie Driver, who I mm. think would be really good in this You're as so well. Right. I think yeah. it would be very charming. Is that very like plucky I forget daffy about energy. Minnie Driver. I know. She, pop, she still pops up in things, but it's, you know, she's. Probably the best thing in that Phantom of the Opera movie.
1: Probably definitely.
0: Definitely. Even
1: Patrick Wilson, who I love and adore, no.
0: That was before I came around on Patrick Wilson. Now I like Patrick Wilson. But back then I just found him to be the most vanilla person I've oh, see, ever seen. I had listened to
1: that full Monty soundtrack so many times. So I was like the sure, dulcet I tones not of Patrick seen Wilson. It. Well, I didn't or see or hear it.
0: that soundtrack. Oh,
1: see, yeah, you got You got to get involved.
0: So, oh, my <laughs> mistake. I got you. Got I got to get involved. <laughs> got to get involved with that full mighty soundtrack, y'all. Uh, now, Rachel Weisz, only actor officially offered the role. Mm-hmm. Which, come on. And Stephen Summers cast her after seeing her performance in this movie, The Land Girls, that came <laughs> I'm out. they gonna be like the
1: English Patient. This, <laughs> no, this little-known film, <laughs> this tiny
0: film, The English Patient. Although Julia Benoist or Kristen Scott Thomas. Either though, I think it'd uh, be a great Evelyn. God,
1: we need more Kristen Scott Thomas. Not like she's hurting, but like we need more Kristen <laughs> Scott Thomas in the world. Uh
0: but yeah, it was this movie The Land Girls about these British women recruited to work on the farms while the men are away fighting in World War II and about like their trials and tribulations. Uh and so the only other actor that was considered for this role was Anna Friel, of who I know best from Pushing Date as Chuck and Pushing Daisies. Right. Um and she in this year, she was in 1989, instead of being The Mummy, she was Hermia in that Midsummer Night's Dream with Michelle Pfeiffer and the Tooch and Kevin Klein and all them. Oh. But she's also in that movie, The Land Girls. She's one of the land girls. It's like. <laughs> she's one of the land girls. It's someone else who I'm blanking on. And then Rachel Weiss and Anna Friel of The Land Girls. So I wonder if Stephen Summers like saw this movie and was yeah, based probably. off that was like I'm gonna these are the it's gotta be someone from Call this movie The Land Girls this movie Land Girls is gonna blow up <laughs> we wanna there they're really gonna that. move
1: the needle
0: they're move the needle we want people going like oh I wasn't gonna see a mummy movie but it's got the what are the Land Girls in it <laughs> it's got two out of three Land Girls it's got two oh the dual role they're playing sisters you know uh, what yeah instead of Jonathan look love you not Jack Hannah. John Hanna it's not Jack John Hanna's Animal Adventures uh, uh, no but if uh, have it be sisters so have like one of them Anna Friel could just be like this co- like little thief yes. pickpocket like ne'er-do-well drunk sister to Rachel Weiss.
1: oh man we get
0: two out of three land girls come on two
1: out of three land girls make the this only way one, that can be A+ better movie.
0: is if you got all three of the land girls and for that you just got to go watch the land girls y'all
1: <laughs> oh that's how we solve that
0: maybe this film is good so I apologize if it sounds like I'm pooping on land girls <laughs> Uh, but let's move on to Imhotep, the titular mummy himself. Uh, Amy Jo, thoughts on Arnold Vosloo? And besides Judy Dench, who would you cast <laughs> if you had to cast someone else?
1: The guy is creepy and gorgeous, which really works in his favor what doesn't work in his favor is he may be from south africa but the man is like very white
0: yes i looked he's he's
1: born in south africa I believe yes he is
0: but dutch and german
1: as ancestry, so many south from africans what I could tell from Wikipedia. yes like he yeah. is he is african the way charlie's theron is african which is to right. say he is african but he is Afrikaans. um yes so to to that i was like let me just look up egyptian actors i mean obviously like omar sharif one of my favorites of all time I really can't see him in this role, but if we're talking like, you know, uh, you know, 1957.
0: It's Omar Sharif because he's top of my list. It's like, I don't care. He's still acting. He's still going. He's still
1: Well, not anymore, obviously. No, I mean at at the time of
0: 99. Yeah. He was still
1: He had a bridge column every day (laughs) in the paper. I used to, I don't um, know. uh, The game Bridge. There was like a column in the paper. And I remember my mom pointing it out to me one time because like we loved Funny Girls. She's like, Omar Sharif does this bridge column like because he was a big bridge player the the card game right you what do you and, mean
0: that he's like he, he just does it or you mean that he's the one writing this column
1: Who's, yes it was like what? like you know how cartoon it would be i would see it because i would read the cartoons because i was a very well cultured individual in my youth mm-hmm. you know so i mean like give me pass, it a funny papers funnies. yeah pass the funnies and um there was also a bridge column and he was one of the people that would would write it like daily or weekly, maybe just weekly. Maybe it was like a weekly. What would column. it be entailed in a column? I don't know. Bridge. I don't understand. It was just bridge. talking
0: about this, well, this killer hand I played last bridge night
1: Bridge has a lot of rules and thought
0: like tips and tricks.
1: It's simil- about bridge. Not, it's my understanding and listener go with me on this. Cause I don't know if, what I'm talking about, but I think it's similar to chess in the way that people are obsessed with ways you can like with different Interesting. hands.
0: I, I didn't know if there was some way that you could be like, go daily and you could be playing as if you're playing a bridge against Omar Sharif. That so like tune in tomorrow great. for my next hand. Uh, I don't know
1: how that could possibly work, but I'm into it regardless. <laughs> yes. Omar Sharif is at the top of my list as well. And then second is this guy who I was not familiar with, but I was like looking up different mm-hmm. Egyptian actors and watching clips. And there's this guy who's on the CBS show, FBI, Named Zico Zaki, I mean, he was born in 1990, so he was not going to be in The Mummy in 1999. But for The Mummy today. But for The Mummy today, he's like, he's playing one of the like two leads on this show. It's a Dick Wolf show. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like super attractive and like. I'm pretty
0: sure I know you're talking about because he's on the, the, just from the guy on the poster. Yes.
1: Yes. He's the guy on the poster. That's a beautiful looking man. He's got biceps. He like seems to be a good actor. He's very charming. I watched like some clips and then also some interviews and I was like, yeah, and he's Egyptian born and like awesome. I think he's one of the first Egyptian born people to like lead a television mm. show um in the in the states. So, I was like, get Amazing. this guy. He yeah. seems great uh, like you still can be responsible for many people's sexual awakenings and <laughs> as um, this
0: movie was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And actually be Egyptian, um which is helpful, I think. So, oh, that's I great. will say I was surprised at how many people that uh, actual Middle Eastern descent and and South Asian descent, they got to play parts in this film. I did not love how the like, uh, character man who plays the the warden. How often they called ah, him Smelly. Yep, I really S- thought that Smelly was and Sinky awful yep. and really. I mean, granted, it was one character saying that, but sure. I was like, I don't. There, that is not helpful at all. One
0: character saying it, and one character of the film that is it is being said about it, that it wasn't a generalization of everyone, but yeah, it's still, it still easy it like, for uh, it to uh, feel uh, like uh, this uh, extends everyone. to everyone. I was everybody. like, this is not okay. This is
1: not cool. You this know. is this is a very easy. You could make it anything else (laughs) or not anything else, but you could certainly make it not this, you know, there are other reasons maybe to be irritated with this person rather than something that's perpetuating a racist stereotype. Um, However, like they actually had like uh, people of like Iranian descent and the curator is Indian. And uh, like, I just, I did appreciate because that feels like, Oh, the, uh, they actually like had to make an effort to do that, which I did appreciate. Even if they totally. could have gone further and deeper, further with, further with
0: our major characters. Oh, like yes, the titular mummy and Benny. <laughs> Kevin. Well, J. he's supposed to be Hungarian. Ocon- oh, Hungarian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which I okay. only knew which, because
1: the you know. subtitles kept saying like chattering in Hungarian. I mean, Although he's wearing a fez, so I don't I mean, know if that was just him. Like he's
0: still in Hungarian. <laughs>
1: yes that's that's very true but that at least like is less um right
0: yes of course of know. course of course uh yeah i just, just make it on sharif or uh the other the other person i thought of was this actor Amr waked who has been in so many things he's he's kind of more age-wise closer to like arnold vaso uh-huh. he's a little younger but he's been in he was in lucy and salmon fishing in the yemen and he's on rami now is like the big thing that he's on oh. um uh, who I think would also be great just from mainly Lucy that I just remember him from is this cop like following after Scar Joe and Morgan Freeman and all. Uh, so as for Arnold Vosloo, he understood the approach that Stephen Summers was going for in the screenplay, but only agreed to take on the role if, quote, I could do it absolutely straight from Imhotep's point of view. This is a skewed version of Romeo and Juliet, which oh, I think really comes totally. across that I think is also why you kind of need them. To kill the pharaoh in the beginning, because if it was just that they were, you know, oh, you're sleeping with my 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 woman. So now I'm going to get, take get you guys. And that's why you're mummified. And then he's just like, oh, well, you know, he's now now he's killing a lot of people as a mummy. But the overall thing is like shouldn't i
1: root for him yeah
0: in some small part but then of course he's immediately a big juicy monster my man just to but steal no, people's I, eyes and i tongue. do
1: think that the the very visceral even though it's behind like a screen killing of the pharaoh is important so that we establish like we're not really gonna root right. for this guy right right yeah
0: um but i so see that and i do think it also it does help it does make it like it's not just a generic like oh no we unleashed the ancient evil it's like no. he's got like a really special really specific
1: point of view and point of view
0: yeah absolutely and he plays it
1: to the hilt he sure
0: does especially when he is pretend he's making the face to become that sandstorm face (laughs) uh is so funny it's so good i want to see just that out of context, like all the filming of that. <laughs> I want to see the shot of Brendan Fraser swinging that sword around before they added in all the all the cartoon mummies. And I want to see Arnold Vosloo yeah. just going like nah! with his mouth.
1: I hope that at the end of the take, they say, like, cut. And then he goes, take that, Bembridge Scholars. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> take that, Bembridge Acting Academy. <laughs> uh, so. No one else that was considered for this iteration. But back when Joe Dante wanted to make his brooding mummy movie that was more set in contemporary times, he wanted Daniel Day
1: Lewis. Imagine (laughs) Daniel Day Lewis as a brooding mummy. How? How does Daniel Day Lewis approach playing a mummy? I'm curious. All right, well start wrapping me up. <laughs> Pour the Beatles on All me. All right, I'm ready for you to move my brains.
0: <laughs> the only way I can do this is if I die and I'm brought back to life. And
1: then I'll really get
0: it. I'm gonna start sleeping in a sarcophagus. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. I could see, you know, the version, you know, we've got like the that Francis Ford Coppola Dracula with Gary Oldman, where it's like, yes. this is like this is a classy horror film. I could see that. I could see like this is a classy for horror sure. film. Maybe Daniel Day-Lewis would want to do that uh, as but bananas I'm, as that is to sure But my picture.
1: eyebrows are raisin <laughs> in question. You know, I mean, he's, he,
0: Bill the Butcher is f- more over the top than arguably anything that so Imhotep does in this film. That
1: Oh, absolutely. And so are the costumes. Daniel Plainview. And even, will be blind. even the loincloth, not as extreme as that top hat.
0: This is right. And the the top of hat and the glass eye. He, yeah. can, come out. come out. come. Oh, Uh, no. So those were all the characters that I found other casting options for. But there are a few characters we didn't mention. So I want to briefly touch on them. We've got Jack Hanna as Evelyn's brother, Jonathan, which is like this and four weddings. John Hanna,
1: right? Hmm? John Hanna?
0: John Hanna, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I did it again. (laughs) I did it again. Listener, I'm so used to waking up. I used to wake up at 6 a.m. I used to be like a little early bird when I was a kid. I would come downstairs. And it'd it'd be before cartoons had started it'd be like saturday and it's like there's not even cartoons on and there's just to placate me is mr wizard and jack hannah and all his animals which i loved animals so i was super down that's what i was so used to watching so it's always jack hannah to me jack hannah is not in this film of course it was actor
1: john <laughs> john hannah Hanna. scottish treasure treasure john Tre- Hanna. Scottish
0: treasure john Hanna, known for this and four weddings and a funeral and, and if you're me several and,
1: and marples many
0: other things but like these are the big ones and i think he's very charming and very fun he's in this great. he comes back in that, that sequel what an entrance too! oh yes of to scare evelyn by pretending Popping out he's of an a, open sarcophagus yes just hang with a mummy where it's like you how how old like unless this is supposed to be like a plaster thing or whatever but i'm like you're gonna break
1: destroy you're gonna destroy this mummy i was gonna say you're destroying evidence but that's not <laughs> that's not what's happening evidence <laughs> uh
0: and yes we've got jonathan hyde aka discount pete Postlethwaite. uh from who's just titanic jumanji anaconda and then this which feels like such a small role for him after Mm -hmm. being in like even in like even just jumanji and anaconda alone because this feels like on par with a jumanji type of your size of your film and whatnot and he's a much he's Van Pelt. it feels weird to then have him be like such a teeny tiny role in this people want to work jeff you know people do want to work they do
1: want to work uh
0: we've got kevin j o'connor as benny or has i put in my notes when you can't afford steve Bashemi? Oh. uh
1: <laughs> i think he's really good
0: i do think he's good it's a fun character of this like very yeah. weaselly little guy that just keeps showing up and is always tr- screwing Doing people what he can over to survive, yeah. yeah he's also in like all of steven Summers' movies because he's in deep rising he's in this he's in Van helsing he's in gi joe steven Summers loves this guy yeah. uh which good for him um, but he's a fun character actor whenever he pops up. He he adds a fun flavor to things because he's so specific and which I loved in the scene near the end when he's trying to load the camel with gold and trying to drag it. This camel's not having it. And that wasn't in the script. None of the all of the camels inexplicably hated Kevin J. <gasps> O'Connor. Like none of them wanted to work with him whenever he had to be <laughs> working with these camels. Perfect. They were always so obstinate with him, <laughs> uh, which is so perfect, so perfect for the character. Uh, and we've got our. Uh. As Ardith Bey, Odidfair, Fair, which was his film debut, was like the head of the Magi. Um, it was, this is was the same year as Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, which oh. he is the gigolo that Deuce Bigelow takes over for.
1: Wow. I Which, well, I mean, I with this guy's it. hair
0: and how good-looking this guy is makes sense. But he's in both of those – both the, the first two Mummy films and both films in the Deuce Bigelow franchise.
1: Wow, I really – Really? Yep. Yep. I don't even have words. (laughs) I don't have
0: words either. Um, But originally, the Magi were supposed to be tattooed from head to toe. And Stephen Summers vetoed it because he thought Oded Fair was too good looking to be covered up.
1: Yeah, he was thinking ahead.
0: And he was supposed to die and Steven is yeah, like, like no uh, cuz uh, this guy's uh. too heroic and then this guy got to be in a sequel and he got to make that
1: he got to make double mummy mo- money movie, mummy movie money mummy money
0: double mummy movie, Ooh, mummy double movie money, money double mummy movie money double mummy movie
1: money <laughs> double money well oh, double yeah. mummy movie money
0: great new tongue twister to You're warm up welcome,
1: with. actors out there
0: <laughs> um and that's it so final thoughts Amy Joe any moments from the film we didn't touch on or any other characters
1: I have written, I I appreciated because I feel like we're only now sort of getting to a part where this is kind of normal, that instead of having people just like talk in accented English, they have them actually speaking in Egyptian and then using yeah. subtitles. And I was like, wow, for an action film in the 90s, I think it adds such a useful layer. Because also, why on earth would Imhotep be like chatting in English? Well, we people?
0: don't want any stupid people in the audience that uh don't read. To, we don't want them to have to be like, what am I in here for? What Look, is this, a foreign this,
1: language film? This is a classy blockbuster, okay? So you gotta read in this one. You gotta be a librarian to like this movie. You think we're gonna release Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon with the
0: subtitles? Don't think so. Heck we're dubbing no. these voices. <laughs> which I hate. I just hate. I hate it. I hate the dubs. I just don't understand it. I don't understand why people would want to so watch the dubs. So I really appreciate dubs.
1: that they, they did it. Just this do the swag. subs. Yeah, yeah, do the subs, not the dubs.
0: Don't do the dubs. Although it wouldn't be the dubs. It would just be having Imhotep just be like, well, now that I've got this American man's tongue, now I can talk like this.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> or he doesn't talk at all and he just goes like that. Uh, sure, just real juicy mummy tongue action. <laughs> oh
1: man, when he kisses her and his mouth rots away I was like, that's one of the uh, moments that i've never forgotten yeah exactly when that happened i went oh i forgot but i remember now
0: yeah the, the way to make like the snow white sleeping beauty like kiss like
1: disgusting
0: even worse where it's already like you're kissing someone like who's unconscious making it even worse is like as you do that when they're unconscious with sleeping but also then your own mouth starts to melt away <laughs> Decay, Not just melt,
1: but decay.
0: <laughs> Not just melt away, but decay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the mummy, the mummy. mummy. Oh, I, I love, love the mummy. The mummy.
0: I, I don't, don't love my mom or my, mom or my dad. Just <laughs> the mummy. Damn it. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry if it's stuck in your head now, too. You're welcome.
1: Amy Jo. Jeffrey. What are you
0: recommending this week?
1: Well, listen, if you're someone who likes this era of Egyptology, do I have uh, 20 books for you to read. <laughs> um there is this series of books called the Amelia Peabody Mysteries. They're by Elizabeth Peters and the first one is Crocodile on the Sandbank and they're really charming. They're I believe I mean it's been a long time since I've read them, but it's like Brits who come over to like do archaeological digs around the time of Howard Carter and they're so charming they're so funny and you know it's like a big long series there was a book about 13 books in that I would like my whole family has read them and I had gotten ahead of my brother like my parents would read them and the, you know so I I was reading a couple books ahead of him and I remember getting to this part in one book that made me so mad because of like stuff that happened that I had attachments to these characters you know and I came into this room he was sitting and I was like oh just book made me so mad he's like what happens I was like I'm not gonna tell you like just tell me I was like, I'm not gonna tell you you'll know when you get there and then like a month later he gets to that and he's like well I just threw the book across the room <laughs> So the point is they're really engaging, really charming, fun characters and if you like this kind of thing you might you might enjoy those mysteries. So start with Crocodile on the Sandbank, the Elizabeth Peters books featuring Amelia Peabody and apparently a crocodile on the sandbank. Yes, on of the course, sandbank. of course, you know, it was the Nile, it was the Nile. Anyway, Jeff, uh, Anyway, Amy Jo. What you recommended?
0: Uh, Well, this film is such a fun, like, throwback adventure film, and it's so fun and so silly. So uh, I'm going to recommend this very silly film from 2015 called Turbo Kid that feels like if Mad Max was made for $100. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland in 1997, where a comic book fan adopts the persona of his favorite hero, Turbo Kid, to save his friend and fight a tyrannical overlord so everyone's riding on bikes because they have no gasoline so they're just riding bicycles everywhere uh and it's so silly but is a uh, very schlocky fun uh and just reminded me i there's a certain feeling very different than mummy but the feeling of like just watching films as if they were made from that like, you recorded on your your vhs oh, man. you know that's like the, on the a very feel.
1: heavy handheld camcorder
0: very it's the heaviest you got <laughs> you, both hands on this bad oh, boy you
1: gotta <laughs> otherwise you're gonna fall over
0: and that's what we're recommending this week.
1: Da, da, da. So thank you again
0: to Cessia for writing in to request this film because this is so fun. so fun to revisit. So glad that we did this for the pod. And once again, if you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of, email us at andalmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know. If
1: you'd like to know what film we're doing in advance, well, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at and almost starring.
0: Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan.
1: I'm Amy Jo Jackson.
0: And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred The Mummy. The, the mummy. mummy. Oh, I, I love, love the Mummy. mummy.
1: I, I don't, don't love my mom. Or oh, my mom crushed it.